Hello guys and welcome to episode 6 of the Beat Your Backlog podcast, a podcast discussing the things gamers like to put off, get to another day and oh yes, we'll definitely beat later, their backlog. I'm your host Adam and today I will be entering the wonderful wizarding world of Harry Potter in Warner Brothers blockbuster hit Hogwarts Legacy. But what is a wizarding adventure without someone to share it with? So this week, for the first time ever on the Beat Your Backlog podcast, I will be joined by a guest. Welcome, Casper, my game design partner to the Beat Your Backlog podcast. Hello. Hello, Casper. <laughs> so a little bit of, I guess, context. Casper and I work together. We both are game designers and yeah, we both like playing video games. So, and we were playing Hogwarts Legacy at the same time. So that's why I decided to invite Casper onto the podcast so we could discuss it together. And uh, maybe it's for you guys, it's a little bit more refreshing just listening to me all the time. So, Casper. Yeah, thank you for having me. Uh, I'm sure it's very refreshing for the listeners to have another English person on the stream. Um, <laughs> <laughs> stream. Yeah, oh this God. is a live stream. Oh, yeah. We're actually yeah, yeah. on OnlyFans. Um, <laughs> now, on the podcast. Um, yeah, I mean, we both love talking about games at work. I feel like we kind of review them anyway. And we thought we would just record our reviews this time yeah so let's see how it goes uh if it might get a little bit hectic but hopefully that's good entertainment value <laughs> but the point of this podcast today is yeah we want to discuss hogwarts legacy we are both Casper's uh, a little bit further through it how many hours do you think you are in it uh I, I played yesterday evening so i think now i'm about 20 hours in. okay yeah. and i i played this morning and i'm 12 so mm-hmm. the, the idea of this episode is to be a kind of part one episode where we review the game where we're like kind of up to, and then maybe mm-hmm. in a couple of weeks we do a part two mm-hmm. and review the game once we've both finished it. But before we get into the review, let's. Uh, I just want to introduce the listeners to you. So I prepared some very hard hitting questions for you to answer, uh, just to make sure in in kind of quotation marks you're a real gamer. Um, <laughs> so oh, no, I'm gonna get exposed. My 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 <laughs> first hard hitting question is: What type of games do you usually like to play? Uh, at the moment, mostly story games, single player. Um, I, I used to be a big like multiplayer gamer and like competitive League of Legends, Counter Strike, Dota, all that kind of things. Um, but then, as soon as I like transitioned into my full time work life and wasn't a student with no job and no life. Um, <laughs> We're not I saying kinda... if anyone listening who played Dota or LOL has no life, you know. No, no, obviously not. Um, yeah, but then like I, I just preferred to have a game that I can play at my own pace and without feelings of frustration and stuff. Except when I play Dark Souls or something like that. Then yeah, so there is another type of game that I play. Yeah, that's, a, that's a different type yeah. of frustration. <laughs> I guess that's like yeah. being frustrated with yourself rather than frustrated with yeah. teammates. I guess. Yeah. Or sometimes just getting frustrated at the game developers for making the game so freaking hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, no, it's all good. So mostly story-based single-player games would be my answer. Yeah. So what was the last game you played that was before Hogwarts Legacy that was before kind Hogwarts. of story-based? Um, oh yeah, uh, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order because it came out for free PS Plus in like January or something and before that God of War and before that Final Fantasy 7 so like as you can see there's a pattern mm-hmm. of <laughs> similar games so like because I think it's it's interesting because I also like story driven narrative games but they take a lot of time as, as I've been seeing with Hogwarts Legacy so what what kind of like keeps you in these games for long because you say about yeah Jedi's um 
what's the first one called? Sub- uh, uh, Fallen Order. Fallen Order. The new one, Survivor, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. And then he played God, the God of War Ragnarok mm-hmm. and Final Fantasy. They're also quite long games, so like, mm-hmm. what what keeps you in them? Playing for long, long times over weeks, some months. Um, I used to have FOMO when new games would come out, and I would be like, oh, "I just came out, I have to play it now." But I don't have that anymore. Um, if a game comes out, then I'm glad it's out. I try to avoid spoilers until the time when I'm ready to play it. But I'm someone who cannot play uh, multiple games at the same time. Can't do it. I have to finish one before I start the next one. And also, uh, I'm not someone who... Um, shit, I just lost my thread. But <laughs> yeah, so basically I'm, 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 I'm patient enough that I can wait until I finish this game and then I'll just play the other one when I have time for it. Um, so I take my time with it. Oh yeah, exactly. That was going to be my second point. <laughs> I think um, the, the game designers and developers put so much effort into the games that they make and I want to kind of respect that and cherish that. So I don't rush through a game just to get to the next. I want to fully enjoy this experience. And so if a story-based game takes 100 hours or 200 hours, then I put that time in. Um, yeah, I mean, coming from game design, you know, we know how much love goes into small details and stuff. And I don't want to miss that and then just have like a very broad overview of what the game is, but not really know all of it. Yeah, I understand. that's kind of why I started this podcast to be mm-hmm. kind of like okay, reflecting on on games, uh, on on game design, what 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 games do well, what they don't do well, and yeah. But so, what then drew you to Hogwarts Legacy? I mean, it kind of fits into your bill of it's story driven mm-hmm. and uh, it's very long, I would say. Um, but yeah, are you a Harry Potter fan? Like, what's your history with Harry Potter? Yeah, I, mean, I read all the books when I was young. I watched all the movies. Um, I did. I do remember playing when I was like early teen. And you remember that Harry Potter game on PC, which had um, they they had the whole like Hogwarts castle in it. You had these like puzzle challenges and stuff. Whenever you got to learn a new spell and use that and stuff. Yeah, I think I, I can't um, remember. I was remember the one on PS One. I think mm-hmm. it was Philosopher's Stone or Chamber of mm-hmm. Secrets. Yeah, that's. I, I did an episode those, on the podcast yeah. about like my most anticipated games and mm-hmm. I talked about Hogwarts Legacy and like, I remember playing that game and thinking like Hogwarts felt like massive and mm-hmm. there was so much to do and yeah you had all you were learning all of these spells and mm-hmm. when you look back at it and see the actual yeah. size it's kind of amazing especially when you see Hogwarts uh, in this game yeah yeah now this one is crazy that was what initially also drew me because um, I thought to myself with the technology that we have nowadays and all of the other like um, sandbox open world kind of games that I've played, what could they do in a Harry Potter world? Mm. And also the trailer that they put out in the beginning was really well done. Like all the points that Harry Potter fans wanted to see were in that trailer. And yeah, they did a great job on marketing and stuff. Nice. So my most uh, important question is then, as a Harry Potter fan and playing Hogwarts Legacy, <laughs> what is your house? Which house did you choose in Harry, uh, Hogwarts Legacy? Uh, it's actually a bit of a funny one because usually, you know, there's like these Harry Potter quizzes online and I uh, always get Hufflepuff because hmm. I'm just a nice guy like that. Mm. Um, <laughs> but in, in, in the game, uh, I guess my gamer mind is more like curious and inquisitive and they put me in Ravenclaw. Uh-huh. 
Nice. Yeah. So now I'm I'm the smart quirky one. Yeah. yeah. See, I the, we'll talk about it a little bit later. What are you? The, I I'm a, I chose to be Hufflepuff. Like the Sorting Hat told me I should go into Ravenclaw, but yeah. I don't know. I, I growing up when we were in primary school, we used to have houses or teams, mm-hmm. and the teams were always yeah basically red, green, blue, and yellow, and I was always on the yellow team. And I feel like yellow has always was always like the underdogs in in our school, mm-hmm. so that's kind of why I've always been driven to towards Hufflepuff okay, yeah. because I feel like they're also the the hard workers, but the underdogs mm-hmm. and uh, so yeah. And I, I think also in the movies they're like the least represented house. Like I had no idea what their their common room would look like, you know. So that was quite that's interesting true. in yeah. the game. Yeah. So so yeah, so I went Hufflepuff. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so we have introduced Casper, and now I'm going to introduce the game. And give you a few uh, a few facts, a few kind of interesting tidbits. And like I, I also wanted just, just to explain why I decided to split this podcast into two parts. First one is because I want to get you guys content to listen to. Like this is a long game and uh, it's the 12th of March. It's, we, we reviewed a game has been out more than a month. I've only played 12 hours. Casper's managed to, to play 20 and this game takes about 30 to 40 hours. So you see how, how much time it's taking us like in real time to play the game. Uh, so that's the first reason and the second reason is yeah i want to see like what our opinions are now as we kind of grow into learn the game and then also see what our opinions will be after the game and see if they kind of are in line with each other because i feel like uh, a lot of games you start off really liking it and then the more you play it the mm-hmm. more you're like oh actually i don't like this part of it and i don't like this part of it and this maybe could have been done better so yeah that's cool that could actually be an idea for another podcast yeah like where you do like First impressions and final impression. Yeah, yeah maybe that's yeah. <laughs> that could be a, that could be like a, a spin-off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So if you've been living under a bridge like a river troll for the past few weeks, what <laughs> is Hogwarts Legacy? Well, the game is an action RPG developed by Avalanche Shoot, uh, Avalanche Software, who interestingly were not really known for making massive RPG games before this game. Uh, their biggest title before this was the Disney Infinity series, which was the Toy to Life series that um, released during kind of the end of the Xbox 360 era and at the start of like the PS4 and, and Xbox One era. It was really massive for a few years. Everyone was buying those little collectible like toys that you put on. on they the looked pad. really good though. Yeah, I, good they are. They were cool. Yeah. I used to have a load of the Star Wars ones, but yeah, they were cool. I don't know where they are now. Like, mm. but, um, Yeah, and then it was really popular and then it died off and no one ever heard of it since. And then before Disney Infinity, the studio were also making like mostly TV and movie license games for Disney. So they did a lot of like Hogwarts, no, not Hogwarts, sorry, Toy Story 3, the game, Toy Story 2, the game, Hannah Montana, the game, like just okay. weird games like this. Yeah. So it's kind of amazing to see how they, uh, they've kind of stepped up after being bought by, by Warner Brothers. I think they got bought in 2017. The game was then released on current gen consoles and PC on February 10th, 2023. So like I said, as we're recording, it's been out just over a month and it's scheduled to launch on PS4, Xbox One and Xbox One on May 5th and Nintendo Switch on July 25th, 2023. Casper, having played the game for 20 hours, can you imagine it running well on Nintendo Switch? (laughs) Good one, Adam. (laughs) Uh, No. No. I think like they, they would have to put all the textures down to like 240p (laughs) or something like that yeah so that will be interesting if they stick to it Mm. um and just for the listeners information casper and i both played on ps5 um the game although surrounded by controversy because of the harry because of harry potter creator jk rowling the game has 
achieved both critical and financial acclaim with achieving a 9 out of 10 from IGN and Game Informer and an 83 out of 100 from PC Gamer with it currently sitting at an 83, an 84 and an 88 on Metacritic on PC, PS5 and Xbox Series respectively. What's even more impressive is, as reported by GameSpot, the game seemed to have sold 12 million copies in its first two weeks, raking in over $850 million in revenue. And the reported revenue cost, or the reported cost of development for the game was $150 million. So Avalanche, Porky Games, and uh, Warner Brothers are all probably diving into a mound of golden galleons as we speak. Yep. Bonuses for everyone. Yeah. I hope. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, just maybe to touch on that point that you mentioned before, like the controversy with J.K. Rowling and stuff. Um, like she does own the IP, but there's hundreds of people who contributed to making the game, and I'm just really glad that it is a success because they obviously put a lot of love and care into the game, mm-hmm. and just for like something like that to have ruined it um, would have been a real shame. But seeing the review scores, is yeah great that it's just such a good game that it overcame that and yeah, yeah i'm very happy which is it. yeah so as as we go on the massive sales show the reach of the harry potter franchise as this game seems to have saturated the casual gamer market um and yeah i don't know about you but i i personally have like friends in my my wife's friendship group who were asking me about this game like, oh are you playing it and what's it like which they are not gamers at all like they don't play mm-hmm. video games like maybe they'll play super mario if you give them i don't know give them it to play but otherwise they have they don't really know anything about games but mm-hmm. they seem they all seem to know about this game which just shows mm-hmm. like how yeah how like this it's just penetrated like the group of people like the mass market and mm-hmm. it's one of those franchises that i guess you know even like star wars didn't do that like there's been yeah. a lot of star wars games recently but yeah you know, and it's funny. Is that like the same crowd who say like, "Oh, World of Warcraft is just for nerds," but then no, they, they play a Harry Potter game? They're, no, they're, they're <laughs> people who are like, if I tell, if I say, "Do you know what World of Warcraft is?" They're like, yeah. "No, no idea what it is." What? There are people who don't know what World yeah, of Warcraft exactly. is. That's what I mean. Okay. But they know what, they, they know Hogwarts Legacy. You know. Yeah. So That's I think crazy. it just kind of shows, and I, yeah, mm. it's kind of interesting as well, and quite ironic, I think, because there was a lot of talk within kind of the gamer community about boycotting this game because of J.K. Rowling's comments mm-hmm. on transgender people. But again, I, f- I think this just shows like, yeah, how popular this, this franchise is and what I think it's the most like uh, profitable movie franchise or franchise ever, right? Having Harry Potter. Mm, uh, I, I don't think, know about that. I think it is. I, I, I think know it's... that the books are like the second best-selling book of all time after the Bible or mm, something like exactly. that. Yeah, so... <laughs> So yeah, yeah, so it kind of just shows that like uh, yeah. One, I think it shows like what what the gamers are really like. Like you said before about missing out on FOMO, I think that's a big thing. Mm-hmm. So they say one thing but do another, and two, um, yeah, it just it's just Harry Potter, and everyone knows Harry Potter because they grew up with the books and the movies. Like now, you know, there's theme parks, there's this this uh, theater shows, there's there's just so much stuff with Harry Potter at the minute, and now we finally have a good game. But, uh, yeah, we've kind of know that the game reviewed well and sold extremely well. But what is it about? Will we be seeing Harry, Ron and Hermione? Let's find out and discuss the story. And I think, Casper, because I've talked so much, it would be cool if you kind of run through the story. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've, yeah, we don't want to spoil anything, so we're just kind of going to run through the start of the plot. Mm-hmm. Uh, so take it away. Yeah, so what I can tell you is basically it's set uh, in the 1800s. I think it's 1890 to be exact. It's like 100 years before the book or something. 
Um, and there is like a goblin rebellion happening uh, led by a goblin called Ranrock. Um, you play as a fifth year student who has just been invited to join Hogwarts and you're kind of a late bloomer in that sense. And that's why you have a mentor, Professor Fig, who escorts you from London to Hogwarts. And it's kind of implied that he gave you like summer camp training um, before you went to Hogwarts and taught you some spells. Um, yeah. And then on route to uh, Hogwarts, you are both attacked by a dragon who seemingly is doing the bidding of Ranrock's supporters. And they're attacking you for some reason. You don't know why, but you escape. And um, you escape by, what was it, a port key or something? Port you, key, yeah. Yeah, yeah, like you randomly have some artifact, which is a port key, and it teleports you to a vault in Gringotts Bank. Um, and there you discover that there is something special about you, because you can see traces of ancient magic, which like, even Professor Fig can't see, and he's amazed at you. And then you go and you retrieve a mysterious item from that vault in Gringotts Bank, and then you kind of just go back to Hogwarts and you start your journey there. You get sorted into a house and you do you take classes and all that kind of stuff. And the story with the ancient magic and with the Goblin Rebellion and stuff kind of unfolds over the entire school year. Um, yeah, and that's, I think, the basic uh, gist of it. Yeah, it's... Um, <clears throat> so if we talk about like our opinions on the story, it's... It, it's kind of interesting. It was interesting for me to see how they would kind of weave a story into this because Harry Potter is so based around the the Harry Potter story, right? Like the yeah. uh, with Voldemort and the the idea of like the purebloods against the Muggles and and stuff like that. So it's kind of yeah, it was interesting to see how they entwine this story. Um, but yeah, what do you think of it so far? The story so far, um, in the beginning. I thought, wow, this is completely different. Like in the Harry Potter universe, there was always like a lot of questions that were kind of unanswered. Uh, specific groups um, of races that never got enough time in the spotlight, like the goblins, which mm -hmm. is happening now. There was also centaurs and, you know, the, the house elves and stuff like that. And so I'm glad that um, they're getting like their kind of spotlight and it just... Um, expands the whole Harry Potter universe that much more. Yeah, so yeah it really cool. like fleshes it out, yeah. which I think is really cool. Yeah. Because I think that's the thing you can't really do that in a in a, a movie really. Like mm -hmm. you can't dedicate time to to yeah giving kind of subplots to all of these characters or like you say all of these races. And yeah, I think it's 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 just really cool just to see how this world like interacts with each other, like how things kind of work. And and in a video game, it's it's also cool that it works like that because yeah I was also kind of wondering like well okay how do you there's always this video game problem right of like your protagonist if it fight if they fight someone they have to usually kill someone right mm -hmm. so how do you get around like this this tr this trope of like okay you are this school kid in this like very British school mm -hmm. who does magic and it's all very whimsical <laughs> but still you have to fight someone and and in the, the Harry Potter series the bad guy was always like Voldemort's mm -hmm. kind of faceless uh, followers and it was kind of interesting to see how they did it in this. And I think it was kind of cool that they did it with, uh, with this goblins. Cause like you said, it gives like goblins a little bit more of a, a context in the, in, in the whole world. And it kind of also is like, yeah, you know, goblins, they aren't really people. So like killing them isn't like a, isn't like as big of a thing as, as I'm it would sorry. Be. What? I yeah, apologize I to all of our goblin it, listeners. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it's, it's, it's kind of, 
interesting because as well I thought you know how childish are they going to make this game mm-hmm. because Harry Potter is like a kids or originally yeah. it's a kids series right yeah. but I like that they've kind of lent more towards no this is like a you know there is mm-hmm. there is you are using or I mean it, I haven't got unlocked it yet but the at the end you can unlock the Havada Kedavra curse yeah. that it's like the killing yeah. curse yeah, and I was like, oh, that's yeah. kind of surprised I didn't think mm-hmm. they put that in the game yeah. so I think it's kind of cool that the story is is kind of based around like this this kind of like believable rebellion that is happening mm-hmm. because as, as as we just saw I'm already a goblin racist yeah um, so <laughs> it, yeah it kind of follows that and the you, you have this kind of subplot or I guess it's not really a subplot but you have this plot of your character basically being like Harry Potter where it's like oh this guy was born special mm-hmm. for some reason but we don't know what the reason is mm-hmm. right now and as you said in the in the synopsis, yeah, you can see this ancient magic, but we don't know what this ancient magic really does or why you can see it. Mm-hmm. And uh, for me, I'm kind of like interested to see how that plays out because I think it would be really cool if like you, if this ancient magic kind of corrupts you in some way mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. like kind of turns you a little bit like in towards a darker path. I don't think that's mm-hmm. gonna happen, but I'm like that would no. be that would be really cool if something like that <laughs> did happen. Yeah, that would be cool. Yeah. Yeah, I, I got I got uh, the Cruciatus curse yesterday, Crucial, mm-hmm. like the torture thing, mm. and uh, I like from what I could tell from the quest that I got it from, I wasn't corrupted in any way yeah. to get it. Yeah, so it's yeah. just yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think as well if you're like um, catering to children as well, mm. like the the game does have like a teen rating or something yeah, like yeah. that. Um, you can't really give people a torture curse and then really make it so like they're torturing someone you have to infantilize yeah, it a yeah, little bit yeah i know bit. but that's <laughs> why i think it's, it's like this like this weird uh, imbalance there because you know you, you have games like mass effect or mm-hmm. or the old kotor games where it was like okay if you go towards the dark side you can learn yeah i mean you could you could learn the dark side mm-hmm. force powers either way but yeah in the role-playing aspect you're like oh well if i'm going dark side i would always choose the dark side powers because it mm-hmm. fits in with the role play right so I think they, they could have done something cool like this because for me it feels weird of being like this, oh, hello there, sir, yes, oh, I'll do my homework, no problem. And then in the <laughs> next scene I'm like like yeah. cursing someone and, and, and using the, the, the killing curse on them and then mm-hmm. it goes back to being like, oh, yeah, do, shall we go for a cup of tea, sir? Yeah, okay, <laughs> wow, this is brilliant. Yeah, yeah. Like, that feels a bit weird. So oh, I, Bloody brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so that's kind of like the, I guess, yeah, they had to put those, those things in, but... Yeah. Yeah. So so far, I'm kind of like, yeah, it would be cool if they do that, but mm-hmm. they probably aren't going to. Um, we'll see. We'll see. I we mean, we'll see. Yeah, we're only like I said, we're only yeah. quite early. But. I actually took a, a screenshot of my game because they have like this progress meter of how far you actually are. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of quests, I'm 47 oh, percent nice. of the quests. Oh, so that's after so. 20 hours. That's. Okay. So are I guess you can. Ah, on that one. one. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So overall progress is thirty six percent if you count like combat exploration, mm-hmm. field guide pages, and all that. So kind how, of stuff. how have you been playing this story? Have you been like have you been doing a lot of side quests or have you been kind of mainlining? Um, I've kind of noticed like in the beginning once you so first you go to Hogwarts right you do mm-hmm. some classes and then the world opens up and lets you go outside of Hogwarts mm-hmm. and as soon as the world opened up I'm the kind of guy who just like went exploring around yeah. everywhere. 
and I think I got over leveled mm-hmm. and um, I just explored so much uh, that I came back to do the main quest and then it was like okay the, the quest level is five and I'm 15 yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so at that point I noticed and I was like okay let's do more main quests mm-hmm. from here on out and I also noticed that a lot of the side quests I was doing felt a little bit samey yeah um, so like yeah just go from point A to B, get something, go back to point A. Yeah. Uh, I, I kind of, like, some. I agree, like, the side quests are very much just, like, here is something to do. There are some really cool ones, though. Yeah. But it, I would say, like, 20%, maybe 30% for now that mm. I've seen are really unique and different. Um, and they usually involve the, the main characters that you also see around Hogwarts, like yeah. other students and yeah. stuff. But once you go outside, it's, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think like I, the one that I, I I remember the most is, and I think it's because I just got my broom. Was the you do a delivery mission for the um, for what's he called Barry the pot the potions guy in Hogsmeade? Oh yeah, the potion shop guy. Yeah, and, oh, I don't know which one you mean. Yeah, yeah and like that, like again, it's it's a delivery mission, right? So you have to go from point A to point B. But what was really cool and what made it really memorable was that like I just got my broom, mm-hmm. so I was like, oh yeah, I can see on my on my marker that okay the. I have to deliver it like 1,200 feet away or whatever it is. So I was like, yes, I'm, I get to like ride my broom around. And, you know, it's 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 always like that. In I feel like in open world games, you, you're like, okay, I'm going to go from here to here. But on the way, you get sidetracked a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I ended up fighting in like this this uh, graveyard that I found mm-hmm. uh, against the, the I can't remember what they're called, but the zombie kind of uh, enemies. Mm. The, uh, the Inferni? The Infer- yeah. yeah. Fighting against them. And then, and then eventually, like, yeah, you saw this really, like, where you deliver it is in this really beautiful valley with a river in the middle and this really tall tower and I was just like yeah this looks amazing so I was taking loads of screenshots and everything and I think that's that's kind of cool like yeah the actual task itself wasn't that impressive mm-hmm. at all but like just this memory of like exploring mm-hmm. and, and going there and then you get there and you meet the woman that you're supposed to deliver to and she's like a bit of a bitch and mm-hmm. you kind of are like then kind of go into the role play of that and then eventually I think I stole her potion recipe book mm-hmm. And took it back to the guy, and then the guy was really annoyed that I stole her book. Cause he was like, "Oh, this is like a code. You you shouldn't yeah. break the code, kind of thing." And I was like, "Oh, whoops, sorry. I didn't realize it was her book, kind of thing." Yeah. So so yeah, it's just like cool little mem- moments like that. But yeah, the actual mm-hmm. mechanics of the of the side quest seem to be go here, get this, mm-hmm. come back. Yeah, I mean, understandable though. Yeah. For like open world games, that seems to be like the formula. You can't make every single quest be crazy memorable. Have you it's... have you fought the the giant spider? The, Which one? There's the and <laughs> and so one where the guy there's the guy they go in he his friend gets killed and you have to go in and retrieve his pocket watch and I went into that being mm-hmm. like also kind of like what you said of ah so far I've been so over leveled this is gonna be mm-hmm. everything's been quite quite easy so far and then I got there and you go into like the, this maze and I fought my way through the maze and killed all of these spiders and the spiders were like maybe I don't know like five levels higher than me mm, killed okay. them all it was fine mm-hmm. didn't get to the the boss at the end and the boss I think was 12 levels higher than me <laughs> wow. absolutely just got destroyed by it and I, I was like I was like ah oh, yeah you know if I if, if I'm good like mm-hmm. it's kind of like you know in, in Elden Ring you know alright if I this boss is hard but once I learn its patterns I'll beat it Nah, I just had no chance. So I ended up. Okay. That was the first mission where I've been like, okay, I need to come back later and do this. I think maybe that's a good um, topic where we can now kind of switch like to the combat yeah. part of the game because um, for me, I never felt that what you just had mm-hmm. um, because I the 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 enemies kind of level along with you. Yeah. 
and I've never had an enemy who was more than one or two levels above me, mm-hmm. never. And certain enemies, I think it uh, it just makes it easier if you have the certain required spell to defeat them. Yeah. Like each of them, this is a very cool thing that, that it, each of the enemies has like a different weakness and they have an attack animation where there's a wind up and then you can know during that wind up, uh, for instance, if someone like raises their axe and is going to throw it at you or something then you can pull the axe out of their hand mm-hmm. for instance and each enemy has this um nuance about them that you have to kind of find out which spell to use but in the beginning like like um you might have been with the spider you maybe don't have that spell yet which yeah. would help you yeah um but that's cool then because then you get the spell then mm-hmm. you can go back and then you can completely destroy them yeah i think that like talking to the combat like actually at the start i was a bit like ah, i'm not I've kind of gone in like a what's you know this curve what we have at work about this like okay yeah. this is the ideal yeah. position and then then it tails off that's kind of mm-hmm. how I've been with the so it's been low and then it went up and then kind of leveled out and now I'm going back down low again mm-hmm. because at the start I felt very like very much underpowered mm-hmm. and was kind of like all right I uh, you know the um, and you you kind of so how the combat works is yeah you have on like right trigger you have like a basic. Uh, attack that can kind of I think it's a free hit combo right and Mm -hmm. you do like one two and then the third hit is like a bigger one does more damage then if you hold down if you hold RT you hold down RT and then you press one of the face buttons you can do another spell on on there so you can Mm -hmm. assign to a face button a a certain spell which you learn along the way and you can use it on there and then uh, I think it's L no triangle on its own is then like a block right yeah so you get like this this spidey sense like halo around your head that tells you that you're about to be attacked. Mm-hmm. Then if you press triangle, you basically do a parry kind of like if you've ever played any of the Arkham Knight games or, mm-hmm. or Assassin's, Assassin's Creed. Creed. Yeah, yeah, and it's and it's not like it's not like a Dark Souls parry where you have to be like time perfect. It's mm-hmm. kind of it's very forgiving about the the parry, which I like. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, so then that kind of deflects an attack. And if you hold down triangle afterwards, you'll do like a counter attack back back to the person that fired at you or to mm-hmm. another enemy. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I think it, it's it's very much like uh, very rhythmic, I think, the the combat, mm-hmm. which at the start I was like, oh, yeah, I'm just going to like button bash and be like, oh shit, there's so many inputs to do where I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, I just want to use all my spells as quickly as I can. And uh, But then once I learn like, okay, you need to be, you know, yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> Sorry. Casper just sort of like smashed the window in my house. <laughs> Um, once you learn like okay you need to kind of do it more rhythmically and then make sure you're blocking and parrying and there's also a dodge mm-hmm. uh, then it gets really fun like then you, you feel quite like powerful and as you kind of progress the story a little bit you unlock um, I think they're called traits which mm. are there's traits and there's talents there's two talents things. talents okay. yeah. yeah so talents is I think it's that's the one where it's like a like a skill, uh, tree, skill tree to upgrade yeah. the the spells. Yeah, yeah. which and is which traits is, are like things you put in your equipment. That's right. Um, as like a gem socket kind yeah, of thing. Exactly, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So the talents I like because there was there was bits parts or times in the combat where I, was like, I really wish this spell did this. Mm-hmm. And then when you unlock the talents, you actually can then up, upgrade each spell, and the spells get more powerful and do more things. So mm-hmm. like for example the um, the Accio. Uh, spell which pulls people to, towards you if you upgrade it it pulls like multiple people mm-hmm. towards you which is cool because then you can combo it with like um the uh what's the the flame spell called so i know what you mean yeah it. yeah, the- <laughs> yeah you, you can use that and it basically shoots like a cone of flame at people but mm-hmm. so if you pull in like two or three people you know you use the spell and all three of them get hit and then if you upgrade the flame spell 
it, it widens a cone to like a ground kind of pound that does like a big circle around you. So the more people you pull in, the more damage you do. And it just feels really, really good. But I think the problem then becomes uh, as you unlock more and more spells, you're like, shit, I have so many spells that I can use. Mm-hmm. And it and they're all basically blocked to you pressing, at, holding down RT and then on the D-pad selecting like a, a move select screen. Mm-hmm. And then each one is then, each spell is then, link to a, a face button that sometimes you just get jumbled and you're like, all right, I did a spell that I didn't mean to do. Yeah. Like the amount of times I've used Lumos in the, in the middle of a fight because <laughs> I'm like, true. shit. Me too. I like, I'm on the wrong, I'm on the wrong <laughs> skill set. But, Fucking yeah. Lumos. Yeah. yeah, because you block with triangle. Yeah. And, oh wait, no, maybe that's just me, but I always yeah, put I Lumos tri- on yeah, the triangle as well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so yeah, which is yeah, which this is why I'm kind of coming back down now. I'm like, all right, mm-hmm. now I I have too many spells, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, and, and I think it's like you say, but eventually, as you as you meet more enemies, you'll need more specific spells to counter them. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, right now I'm kind of like, oh, fuck, there's so many so many things I could do, and I'm mm-hmm. like pressing the wrong stuff all the time, and mm-hmm. yeah, not not. Um, not countering because I'm I'm holding on RT and pressing triangle mm-hmm. and then accidentally doing another spell and stuff like that. So yeah, it does get a bit busy to combat. Uh, yeah, I was thinking about it though the other day because I, I knew that we were gonna talk about this game mm-hmm. and talk about the combat, and I was thinking to myself like, how would I have done it differently? Because mm-hmm. I don't know because there are so many spells. My my first instinct was maybe it would have been cooler if you had to press certain like buttons in a combination, kind mm-hmm. of like an action combat game. And then um, the combination that you do is kind of like the the spell shape or something yeah, that you have yeah. to go through. But then it would just take ages to cast a spell. Forever, yeah. And then combat would slow down mm-hmm. a lot. And like this way, combat is always really fast. Really, especially if you're fighting against groups of multiple enemies, it's always like quite intense. And if you like mess up and press the wrong button combination, then it's always your fault, right? Mm-hmm. So you can get better and not do that. And then you'll feel good about yourself. Um, so yeah, I I just I don't know I quite I quite like how it's set up. I just think they they sh- they should have put it like these these wheels that you have for the mm-hmm. different spells as you unlock more. I, I wish they'd put it just on a different button. Mm-hmm. So instead of holding down RT to pull up the spells, you have to press like L one or something mm-hmm. because then it kind of like breaks up your your mind of like okay I can pull up a spell and I know it's separated from pressing everything else, so you don't accidentally. You know, you, yeah. as, you, as you're hitting with a regular hit mm-hmm. with RT, you don't accidentally, or R2, I guess it is on yeah. PlayStation, uh, you don't accidentally, like, yeah, cast a spell you don't mean to. So I've, uh, that's that's kind of what I was thinking is, mm-hmm. like, maybe it would have been better because there are there are quite, like, so far, at least for me, there are quite a, a lot of unused buttons in combat. Like, you have L2 to aim, but you, I never you don't use aim that during really, fight, no. ever. Yeah. L1, I don't think, does anything, and R1 doesn't do anything, right? Yeah, L1 brings up the item menu, with which ah, yeah, you drink true. potions, yeah. Yeah, throw yeah, out, um, like, poisonous yeah, which is uh, also plants funny, and stuff yeah. like that, which I haven't used a single time, if I'm uh, honest. I did it for a quest, because I had to. Yeah, but... I, I use them for, like, the lols, like, sometimes, because okay. there are these, they're, they're called chomping, Chinese chomping cabbages. Yeah. Which I guess I meant, yeah, it's kind of like your, your version of grenades, I guess. You can throw mm-hmm. them out and then they, they chase down a, uh, an enemy and like attack them. Mm-hmm. Then, then <laughs> Pikachu, I choose you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> throw it out. Yeah, that's <laughs> kind of how it feels, yeah. yeah. And then you have mandrakes, which you can pull out and they kind of like stun enemies for a second. Mm-hmm. And then there is the, the Venus flytrap thing, which... Yeah, the poisonous... Yeah, like uh, it's kind of like a turret, thing. right? Like you throw it out, it grows, yeah. and then if, if they walk into it, it does damage. Um, and then there are all the, the potions too. The potions 
I also haven't really used them that much. Uh, I have. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've explored that much, but there is one thing where... <laughs> how do I say this without spoiling it? Um, you, you basically have to fight a lot of enemies over a long time. Okay. And um, for that, I did use potions, like the, the defending one and mm-hmm. then the one that increases your spell damage. Yeah. Um, and then just health potions, you mm-hmm. know. Yeah, the health um, potions I yeah. use. But that was, that was also one of the only times that I had to use the potions. Mm-hmm. Like, in general, I think that the, the combat, for me at least, is not that challenging. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, someone who hasn't played, like, a lot of Dark Souls games, like, yeah. the, the regular casual gamer, it's it's probably quite difficult for them, I can imagine. Yeah, that would yeah. be agree. But, like, overall, like, it's a... I mean, we've had a lot of uh, uh, criticism, but did you enjoy the combat? Even though it's not that challenging? Uh, for now, I am, yeah, yeah. yeah. I am enjoying it. Um, I'm never going into a fight feeling like, oh, this is boring, I'm pressing the same button all mm-hmm. the time. Um, at some point, like, when you have a lot of spells, you do realize that some spells are stronger than others, and yeah. then you just don't use the weak old things anymore. Um, but, so far, like... It's good mm-hmm. yeah I, i'm let's let's wait and see uh part two yeah. uh <laughs> if yeah. i still uh, feel that way yeah but yeah yeah i agree i think um like so far i've had i would say like one boss battle which is when you go to the first kind of challenge tower mm-hmm. and then yeah. it's the boss at the end and they did some interesting things with there where you can you can kind of stagger a boss during its attack if you mm-hmm. use the right spell which i thought was quite quite interesting and I was like oh it's kind of like a cool idea mm-hmm. uh, because when you first fight the boss he has like this massive health bar and you're like just using your regular attack and like it's just chipping away at his health and I'm like oh yeah. god how like am I really gonna have to stay in the fight for like half mm-hmm. an hour to kill mm-hmm. him but then once you realize that ah okay he's he's casting a yellow spell so I should use a yellow I should use one of my yellow spells and it does like massive damage to him mm-hmm. so I think it's like it's kind of showing potential and I hope mm-hmm. that other boss battles are going to be quite are going to be like creative like that where it's like okay you have to really like you said yeah. watch for the tells mm-hmm. make sure you have the right uh, the, the right spell equipped and have this kind of like rock paper scissors mm-hmm. kind of battle of yeah. like okay I know I know I need to use like a purple spell on him I need to use a red one on him so yeah. so yeah I'm, I'm, I'm optimistic about the, uh, the, the the combat going forward but yeah so that was a combat one of the I guess the main thing of the game or at least I think the main thing is the game since it's called Hogwarts Legacy is exploring Hogwarts and I guess exploring in the mm-hmm. wilder world so what has your experience been so far with being in Hogwarts uh amazing <laughs> <laughs> like there's secrets to find everywhere in the beginning of the game the best thing they they did was give you the Revelio spell at the beginning mm-hmm. which reveals hidden stuff and like every 10 meters, I'm pressing Revelio. Yeah. Every... <laughs> yeah. um, and then in the talent tree, the first thing I skilled up was to expand yeah, the revealing just, range. Yeah, I've done that as well, yeah. <laughs> Have you ever done it on, a, on a, uh, a broom? You can cast it while on the broom? Yeah, yeah. Oh, and then, shit. then it's like it's like on steroids because <laughs> just everything around you, like yeah. like all of the icons pop up and, and okay. the, the materials and everything, it's, yeah, do it on the okay. broom. Yeah. Do it on a broom. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, no, so yeah, exploration is really cool. There's tons of things to find. The things that you find also feel important. Like mm-hmm. you, you collect um, um, just like some pages which give you experience points, but also give you lore about mm-hmm. certain things in Hogwarts, which is cool. If it was like just one or the other, it would feel 
kind of bad to me yeah. but because it's both it just feels great because i'm always reading it and i'm like hey i also got experience points for it um yeah i think i think yeah. that's a lot of like the the gameplay in itself in the exploration is is a lot of collection stuff like mm-hmm. like you said before you, you can see on your kind of uh pause menu like how much progress you've made in each section of mm-hmm. things like there's quests there's there's um yeah there's all of these these kind of things and it's kind of like a what's it called you know what they have in Fortnite, like a battle pass of like okay if you do this many quests yeah. you unlock this this item which i think is quite cool as except well. there is no premium it's just the same for yeah, everyone. yeah i mean yeah there's no, it doesn't cost you anything but it's kind of interesting to 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 see how how they do progression in the game where it's like okay if you collect many of the uh like five of these field mm-hmm. uh pay, you know what they call field yeah, field pages yeah, yeah yeah for your yeah. field journal or whatever yeah. which which what casper just explained it's like oh now you unlock this um this item of clothing that you can then use to uh, basically th- those items they're, they're persistent right like you, mm-hmm. you get them and you can change in other items to look like them so mm-hmm. it's just like a, a it's just a cosmetic thing that is a personal gripe of mine about the game but we can get to that later yeah, okay. like clothing yeah. and stuff yeah yeah we will what get did, to that what yeah. did you think about exploration I, I really like it like I think that it's really interesting to be in an open world game and the first three or four hours you're just inside a building mm-hmm. the whole time yeah. which I don't think I've ever experienced before because mm-hmm. you know when you this is like a big you know a big critic of Casper here and one thing that I really don't like about him but he's never played Breath of the Wild and <laughs> the whole point of like Breath of the Wild at the start is right is that you're in this cave and you come out and the world kind of it shows you the world around you and you're like oh my god like I can go over to that mountain and mm-hmm. I can go over here. Mm-hmm. And this game at the start is more like, yeah, you're in like these really tight corridors that then all intertwine and then, you, yeah, you're looking around and like it's really, really interesting how they've, they've made being inside a building feel really cool mm-hmm. because obviously there is this like nostalgia of Harry Potter and if you if you grew up with it, you, you kind of know what to expect in, the, um, in Hogwarts. Like with the pictures moving and, mm-hmm. and the ghosts flying around and the and the, the the suits of armor kind of humming and moving and, and standing yeah. to attention, like just these little details just make it feel so authentic and like charming. Mm-hmm. But then there are these parts where you are just wandering around completely lost, and you go through this just a very regular looking door. And like it happened to me, I was in this corridor, I just went through the next door, and then it opened up to the great hall. And it was the first time I'd been in the hall, what which wasn't like in a cutscene. Yeah, yeah, and it was just that was like my. Zelda Breath of the Wild moment where I was like scrolling around with the right analog stick mm-hmm. and just looking around and looking at all of the detail and I remember it was like in the morning so there was light shining through the stained glass windows all of the kids were there eating breakfast and it was just like just the sound design there was amazing because you just really felt like in like the atmosphere of this mm-hmm. this giant room and you kind of wander around and you can see yeah you see all of like the the, the I guess it's kind of uh, what's it called like uh, fan servicey stuff of like oh here's the the golden like stand that Dumbledore always stands in front of in front of in the movies yeah, and yeah. here is the all of this stuff that you recognize from the movies but it's, mm-hmm. it, it just works so well because you're like oh my god I know that like I've seen that before yeah. and also kind of things where you feel like you know where you are in the, in the school like even though it's not mm-hmm. a real place you're like oh, I know I know this is the dark arts tower I know this is the potions room yeah. I know this is like this place or that place mm-hmm. like i know this is hagrid's uh hagrid's hut yeah stuff like that i think it, they, they've pulled it off really well how they've they've translated it from like the movies and also some respects to the book from the books into the game and then yeah they they add these 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 tidbits of law that makes everything really interesting too uh there are like mini like little puzzles where 
you have to find like a moth, like there's like a painting and you use Lumos and it shows you like where the moth from this, the, the, the painting frame is and you have to kind of look around and that's mm-hmm. kind of cool too to help you explore. Um, uh, but yeah. Uh, yeah, wait, uh, how many hours in did you say you were? I think about 12. Okay. Yeah. Are you still using the map to get around Hogwarts or have you already memorized like the corridors and the ways it's, and stuff? It, no, I usually use the map because I'm, okay. I'm kind of lazy. But no, like that's the thing is like I... I I wouldn't say I know my way around, mm-hmm. but it's kind of cool when you are wandering around and then you you recognize where you are. Mm-hmm. You're like, ah, I know, I know this because I've seen this in the movies or yeah. whatever, yeah. which is cool and which you don't usually get in in a lot of games. And it's it's cool how they've they've made Hogwarts feel like its own character. Yeah, that you like. I always look forward to go back there and like I said at the start of the episode, like it it was really cool to see the Hufflepuff uh, common room because mm-hmm. in the movies it's never really like really you never see it. Like I think. Like you see Gryffindor, obviously you see Slytherin. I think you see Ravenclaw at one point in the movies. Do you? I think so. I think doesn't Harry got to see uh, what, the girl? What's the girl called? Cho Chang. Yeah. In the common room. I think so. Yeah. Okay. Maybe. I think, I but maybe, maybe yeah. not. Maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> but like, yeah, Hufflepuff you never see, and it's really cool because it looks like a Hobbit hole. Mm-hmm. Like it's like very like it's underground. Damn it! I should have gone for Hufflepuff. <laughs> yeah, you have these big round doors and yeah. like it's all very like nature based mm-hmm. and and yeah, it's really and I was like, wow, this is really cool. Like I never really imagined it like this. Yeah. And to to enter, you have to go in through a beer barrel. Mm-hmm. Like it's, oh wow, yeah, it's like. But see, that's a cool thing to me now because now the game is offering like replayability like yeah. I want to start <clears throat> the game again maybe mm-hmm. with a different house or something yeah. have four different characters you know why yeah, not yeah. just yeah. see from every single house perspective yeah yeah um, but yeah. that's that's actually another thing I wanted to ask you like mm-hmm. how much of this like school kind of uh, what's the word like sc- school simulator did you want from the game like mm-hmm. Because I think some people thought maybe the game was going to be a bit like Persona. Like, have you ever played mm. the Persona? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where well, you build up relationships. Yeah, like and, you have to go yeah. to class, and in the class you can yeah, talk to certain yeah. people, and you build up the relationships. Mm. And yeah. but but the game isn't really like that, right? It's more like and it's not about that. Yeah. I think it's all about this ancient magic thing and the Goblin Rebellion for me mm. at least. Yeah. And the I think they've done the school stuff well. They've balanced it well. That you just have to go to class now and again to get a new spell. Mm-hmm. But then again, it's just like a 30 second cutscene maybe that you're watching. Yeah. And then they're like, okay, come over here and learn the spell. And then you can go on, go on and, and do your own things. It's, it's not something that takes up a lot of time. Yeah. And when you do them, it is kind of like, okay, this is like a Harry Potter movie moment. Mm-hmm. And then back to the, the real fight. You know? <clears throat> yeah. But speaking of the Harry Potter movie moments, I think there is, again, like I said about fan service, there is quite mm-hmm. a lot of that in the game. Like, uh, like the first example, I think, is when you go to the Sorting Hat and mm-hmm. it's more or less the same beats as in the movie. Yeah. Uh, and also, I felt like that when you learn how to use a broom, it's also very mm-hmm. much like, oh, this is exactly what happened in the movie. Mm-hmm. And we were talking before, like, in, in the game, there are characters that are, I guess, the movie characters are descendants of these characters. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, what did you think about that? Because to me, that felt a little bit like... Weird. Is this the part where we start talking trash about the game? <laughs> this, well, this is one of the... Yeah, I mean, we don't have to I do mean, it all at no, one no, go, no. but um, yeah, I wanted to like bring this up because maybe yeah. we should have talked about this earlier on. But since we're talking about Hogwarts... And, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, so I actually didn't mind as much. Uh, I know which characters you're referencing to. Um, and they're like, you could say, the ancestors of mm. some of the characters that appear in, in the Harry Potter movies. Uh, I didn't mind it as much because they're not 
the only thing that they're referencing is the name, mm. right? And they're not doing anything else like, oh, you know, one day I might have a great-great-grandson with a scar on his forehead or something yeah. like that, you know, like that never happens. So it's not but that's too the, much. It's, it's but that's just why the right I'm amount. kind of like, I don't get the point. Like, what's... It, mm. Because... It, that's all, the only thing you have is the name. So mm-hmm. it's like, oh my god, that's a like, a Weasley, you yeah. know. Yeah. And it's like, okay, cool. Like, yeah. all right, it must be Ron's great great aunt. But mm-hmm. what what does that like? Why did they have to make them a Weasley? Like, it could have just been any, literally anyone else. I don't mind that. I think it's just like a subtle nod towards those things. I don't know. I don't. I don't think without... it's subtle. I think okay. it's just like. Yeah. You you guys know Ron Weasley, right? Yeah. <laughs> this is also a Weasley. Oh my okay. god! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, uh, yeah. Uh, that's one of my my gripes. Like, okay. it's, I guess maybe as well. They they. I think some of the characters that that are like, what's the opposite of a descendant? Like ancestor. Ancestor. Yeah. yeah. That are ancestors of the movie characters. They, mm-hmm. I think they tried to get across some of their personality. Like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, this is like. There's also another Weasley that you meet, mm-hmm. and you're kind of like, yeah, he's a little bit like. He's like Fred and George. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. So he, I think that's kind of cool, yeah. and that's that ties. It makes sense, but that one you liked for me. That was the one that was like, okay, now it's not a subtle nod anymore. They're just trying to recreate the characters. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't know. I think they do it as well. Like with the um, the the potions professor. Mm-hmm. Like he's called. Do- Professor Sharp, mm-hmm. and I'm like, huh, a bit like the person professor in the in the movie, <laughs> Professor Snape, you know. And he kind of they, I don't know. For me, they mm-hmm. look similar, and I think they they kind of talk similar. Like if you mm-hmm. told me him and Snape were brothers, I'd be like, oh, I yeah. can see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and yeah, and stuff like that. I don't get. I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. you know, you could have you could have done anyone. Like, but you know the the um, there's this game design rule that when you create something like very new and innovative, you also have to give the player something familiar which they can latch onto because yeah. too much new things like overwhelms the player's senses, right? Yeah. I think in that regard, maybe that's what they were going for. <clears throat> like Maybe. No. I've, yeah, I think it's kind of like, I think they, they w- were going for like a fan service. Like, like you know, the, the meme of Leonardo DiCaprio from Wolf of Wall Street, like clicking at the yeah. screen and be like, <laughs> like that, like, oh, that's yeah. a Weasley. That's, that's, yeah. uh, that's from Nick's family. Anyway, yeah. but I don't know. I think for me, it's it's a bit like too on the nose. Mm-hmm. Um, to can, the I, po- can I say something too on the nose with the characters that, that bothered me then? Um, in the beginning of the game, you come to Hogwarts, you meet a lot of different people, and you're like, oh, wow, there's a lot of like variety of different people here. Like You meet someone Indian, you meet someone African, you meet someone Australian, Scottish, and so mm-hmm. on. But then as the game continues, like just more and more people from different countries get added in. It's like, there's this person. No, no, they're not from India. They're from Pakistan. There is another person, uh, China, Korea, Japan. It's like mm. every second person is from a different country. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, you just wanted like everyone to be represented in this game. Because yeah. you know that you're selling to the entire world. world so yeah. everyone has to be treated fairly. Yeah. To me, that was like, at some point, it's like, okay, I get it. <laughs> yeah, I, I like... You told me this at work, and I was yeah. kind of like, "Ah, oh, yeah." I mean, I think it's at the, where I was. I was still mm-hmm. very much at the start. And I was like, "That's ah, not too bad." But now, now having played it, I'm also like, "Ah, oh, new character, new new accent." Yeah. And <laughs> I think it's fine. Like, it's fine that you do that. But it, it's kind of then also, yeah, it, it feels a bit weird because of the setting of the game, and the game doesn't really do anything to explain mm-hmm. about like why all of these people are at Hogwarts, mm-hmm. because so far, you know, in 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 Harry Potter. It's it's all about like yeah it's very much like British school and British people and whatever and then in yeah. this game it's kind of like oh now you have all of these different uh, nationalities there mm-hmm. 
which is which is cool. But also when you think like it's it's set like a hundred years in the past, eighteen nineties yeah. London, you know. Yeah, it makes it feel a little bit like I don't know, a little bit weird. Yeah. But yeah, I don't no, know. It's, like, it's I, also fine because it's a fantasy world. Yeah, right? and, but they, and but it they could don't happen. Yeah, like but, they, but they don't really explain. Like, there is a little bit with Natty at the start where mm-hmm. they they kind of give you. A bit of lore about the rest of the world and mm-hmm. how like the schools work in in other parts of the yeah. world, which is which is really yeah. interesting. Like mm-hmm. I really hope that they decide, you know, if they ever do a sequel, mm-hmm. and I, I don't think this will ever happen. But yeah. if they did a sequel and like, oh, we're gonna set this game in mm-hmm. in Africa, yeah, that would be really cool because yeah, the way she describes her school there sounds mm-hmm. really interesting and, yeah. and really different. Or or maybe there's you know, if you're listening, Warner Brothers, give us a game with just that. Her her, her name is Natsai Onai. Give us just a game with her yeah. in Africa. That would be cool. Like yeah, a side just, Harry Potter story. Yeah, that would be, be awesome. that would be great. Yeah. Like and and stuff like that. But the, the game doesn't really it doesn't really tell you why. Yeah, mm-hmm. all of these people are in in Hogwarts because I, I remember uh, I saw on on social media somewhere there was a map and it showed you like oh this is you know Hogwarts is the school for Britain. There is the the school with all of the girls in it in like like France and Central mm-hmm. Europe from the movies. Yeah. And there's like the Scandinavian school mm-hmm. that has Scandinavia and kind of like Eastern Europe. Then there is Natty School in 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 Africa. Then there's one in Asia, one in America, mm-hmm. and yeah. It, it, so these places exist, but yeah, this, the the game doesn't really do a very good job of explaining why. Then all of these people are all uh, in Hogwarts at the same time, mm-hmm. and, or in like a Scottish village. Mm-hmm. Like there is a, a yeah, like a I don't know a, an American guy or something. It doesn't really. Yeah. It's like okay, yeah. cool, but yeah, I I don't know. I think I think in general it's good to have in games. It, it's good to have different. Uh, like different people and different nationalities represented, but mm-hmm. I think it also has to make sense sometimes. I mean, it is a very like petty gripe yeah, with yeah. the game. Overall, the gr- the game is fantastic. I think yeah. like one of the best, uh, the best Harry Potter game and um, one of the best like uh, movie to game or book to movie to game adaptations. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really great for all the Harry Potter fans, yeah. and I think even fans. Uh, not fans of Harry Potter can also play the game and have a good time with it and they'll probably have less like wow moments like you did with the Great Hall mm-hmm. but I think they'll still find it a really enjoyable experience mm-hmm. so yeah. Yeah, not I, to take away any from, no, anything from not. that so <laughs> I think maybe we now we, we, we segue on to more stuff that we didn't like about we don't like about the game mm-hmm. so far mm-hmm. because yeah I agree with you in general I think the game so, so far has been great but yeah there are things that we we maybe don't like as much uh, you wanted to talk about the clothing and uh, oh yeah the clothing yeah, yeah. so um, as someone who plays like a lot of RPGs a lot of loot stuff um, it's really important to me that when I get gear and it's like unique gear or something that it has a unique look that first of all looks better than the rest mm-hmm. and then there is nothing after it that looks kind of similar and there's some of the gear in this game you can get like let's say a hat a top hat right and you can get that same top hat as a common rarity, a rare rarity, and a legendary rarity. And I'm like, what's the point of the mm, rarity then? Yeah. If they all look the same. Yeah, yeah, that's just, yeah I, I also had this yeah. kind of, not so much about the look, but about the rarity. Because, uh, I, I mean, like I played a lot of Destiny 2. And in that as well, like you're getting loot all the time. Mm-hmm. And you're kind of like recycling the loot or selling it because you know, okay, in the next mission, I'm going to get something that's a little bit better. Mm-hmm. And um, and then you get like legendary stuff, which is like the top tier mm-hmm. stuff and looks the coolest. And then eventually, you know, as you level up, you'll get more legendary gear, which is better. And then you replace it. 
but yeah, I was also kind of confused at the start because I, I was like, okay, I'm getting, I have the, these cloaks and uh, these gloves and because yeah, the, the inventory, all the gear is broken into like, I think six different categories. There's mm-hmm. a scarf, a cloak, uh, like an under cloak, like under, like regular outfit. Yeah. Then there is a hat, glasses and gloves. And gloves yeah. yeah. And so you, you get all of this stuff and you kind of like, yeah, very much like mixing and matching and each gear has, as Casper said, kind of like a rarity to it. So there's like a, a white one, which is like just regular. Then there's green is common. Blue is uncommon. Purple. Purple is like, yeah, yeah rare. And then there is gold, which is, is legendary mm-hmm. of like high level stuff. And yeah, and at it's, it's first it feels kind of weird because very early on you get like a lot of like purple and Mm-hmm. and gold stuff and then as you level up you'll you'll then get something new that is green and you're like oh but i don't want to get rid of my gold thing because it's gold mm-hmm. but the stats are better on the on the green stuff and uh yeah it was kind of a bit like i wasn't really expecting this kind of destiny f- kind of level leveling up system or stats leveling up system in a yeah. in a hogwarts game it felt it felt a bit weird at the start yeah it just makes loot um or like the way that loot loot looks kind of mm. unimportant to me. Yeah. It feels like like they also have this customized appearance thing where you can um, have, let's say, like a top hat equipped, but mm. you make it look like yeah. a bowler hat or something yeah, like yeah. that. And then that's all I'm doing now is <clears throat> I have one look that I really like. Yeah. And then whatever gear I get, I just customize the appearance to look but, like. I but that's what I wanted to say. So yeah. I think this that's the point, right? Like That's why they have these these items that you can unlock that, yeah, you can change any loot into. So mm-hmm. if you, if you though, I guess those are the legendary stuff that like mm-hmm. are really rare and unique. Um, so if you want, then you find your luck and you just, you just, there's a word for that where you take another item and just change it into... Transmog. Like, yeah, yes, yep. yeah. And um, yeah, the, the, thing, the thing that I don't like, I really hate having to wear hats. <laughs> like I've gone, I've gone pretty much until now without wearing a hat because mm-hmm. I think the hats just I'm just not a fan of them, and now I'm like it just okay, in in the game or in general in it, real life it, as well. Yeah, in, in general, I guess. <laughs> I, I mean, I wear a hat when it's cold, but otherwise, the, the hats mm-hmm. in the game look a bit like the, the looks are very. There are like a lot of genuinely like unique looking looks. Like I got yeah. some some glasses before that had like cat eyes on them, mm-hmm. and I was like, yeah, I'm never wearing these, but nope. the stats look good, you know. <laughs> so it's good that you can. Uh, Tran, was it transmog? Transmog them. Yeah, yeah. but um, don't say the wrong transmog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like, uh, what I really don't like is that when you're in the school and you have like this really like over the top outfit on, and everyone else is on in like their black school robes, mm-hmm. and I'm like, ah, oh, yeah, you know, I like to just to, to role play. It, I would like to. Yeah. Have, I should have kept like a, a black robe because I think you just mm-hmm. stand out. Like it's. It's like the typical RPG thing where you make your own character, like, you know, in, in Dark Souls, like people yeah. make like Shrek out of their character yeah. and it just doesn't fit in the world. Like sometimes I feel like that, like yeah. I'm like, yeah, I just look like this, mm-hmm. this really over the top, like fantasy rock star, like mm-hmm. in the back of the class with like a feather in my hat and these yeah. huge glasses on. And all the other students are thinking like, you just joined in the yeah. fifth yeah, year and you're already not wearing your uniform, exactly. you fucking rebel. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so I think that's, that's kind of like the... A yeah. weird thing for me too mm. <laughs> but yeah yeah but otherwise uh yeah uh, i think i maybe just have one more issue okay i mean because i love the the like the story is really good for now the exploration is really good the mm. combat is really good um i think the only like thing that i could still gripe about and it's also a tiny gripe is um ui stuff in the menu i hate cursor menus in console mm. games like having to move the cursor with the stick 
it's a it's a it's a PC thing. They definitely developed it on PC, and that works when you have a mouse. But when you have a controller, it's just so slow. And I wish they would just do it with the uh, directional. I, I don't know. I again, I, I I I'm used to it from Destiny. So I, I actually yeah. I only use the cursor. Like I don't use the the triggers to switch through stuff. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Or moving around. Yeah. I only use I only use the cursor. It's too slow for me. Yeah. But, I, I think I think doing it the other way is too slow. <laughs> I'm like that takes you know you have okay. to go up 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 yeah. up with this with the cursor. Mm -hmm. Do you know if it works on the trackpad? I've never tried it. No, it doesn't. It doesn't matter, okay. Oh, but that's that's actually what I wanted to say too, is playing it on the PS5. Mm -hmm. Like I love the the like haptic feedback from the dual sense. Yes, yes. Yeah, oh, it just feels so good to like to cast because mm -hmm. you, you were casting the spells and obviously you have the, the, the haptic triggers. Mm -hmm. So it gives you like feedback on each spell and it feels very different. And also you have the the speaker on it. Mm -hmm. So you get like these really cool like sound effects coming through the the, the controller, controller yeah. at you as you're casting. Like mm -hmm. if if anyone hasn't played the game yet and they have an option to play it on uh, on Xbox or PlayStation or mm -hmm. Nintendo Switch, wink wink. <laughs> um, I, I would suggest play, playing it on PS5 because yeah, that, that's yeah. one thing that makes it feel really cool. Mm. Yeah. Also, when you're like flying on a broom, and the yeah. faster you go, the more wind resistance yeah. you have, and that's also in the haptics. Yeah, it's also yeah, it's cool. really cool. Yeah. Like it's it's yeah. yeah, it's one of the other because I feel like yeah, PlayStation Five they they made a big deal out of it, and at the start, I think a lot of games use this haptic feedback quite well, and then there was like a period of no one really mm -hmm. doing much, and now with this, it, it definitely feels like adds to the experience, which is really cool. Yeah. Um, now the only other thing for me was. I think sometimes the presentation of the game, like so, how it like looks visually, can be a bit like up and down, mm -hmm. especially with the characters and um, also they're kind of like, y you know, the game isn't isn't motion captured. So I think everything like the facial animations have all been like hand and hand animated, and for me sometimes the lips yeah. look a little bit weird, yeah. and also character models sometimes don't fit to voices I feel like. Mm -hmm. Like I think think the, the voice acting in the game is very like up and down because and I think it's hard to voice like to cast someone for to play roles of kids. Mm -hmm. Because I think sometimes yeah the the game you just you were playing with these I don't know these fourteen or fifteen year old kids or whatever they are and the voice just sounds very grown up. And you kind of a bit like, yeah, this just doesn't fit. And then sometimes you hear a voice where it sounds really like they actually got a kid to do it. And you're like, oh, this also sounds a bit weird. And yeah. it kind of takes you out of it a little bit sometimes. And also I think the, yeah, the, main, the main character is, a bit, he doesn't really react to anything, I feel like. Like, yeah, yeah. he's very much like, oh, okay, yeah, <laughs> cool, I'll do that. Yeah, yeah. that's no problem. Mm -hmm. And, yeah. oh, a dragon just attacked me. Oh, Wow, I mean, oh so dear, much professor, whatever are we going to yeah, do? Yeah, but I feel like that's that's even like more like it's more. Oh yeah, yeah oh okay. dear, professor, okay. there is a dragon. Like, yeah. oh, it's like oh, and when he says brilliant all the time, like maybe I've I've been out of England too long, but I'm like, do, do British people say brilliant that often? Like in the Harry Potter universe, in Harry Potter, do, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. I'm like, is that like a unique thing that I've missed out on? Mm. But yeah, so I think <laughs> I think that is is a bit up and down. Like some some characters I think are really really good. Like uh, Professor Fig, I think is great, and uh, the headmaster, I think he's voiced by Simon Pegg. They're really oh, good. I didn't know that. Yeah, that's cool. And then others, yeah, like a lot of the main characters have done really well. But then you have a lot of the interactions with students and characters in villages, and th those that you feel like okay, you can tell that like mm -hmm. they 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 didn't really put too much thought thought into them, or not like a lot of thought into them because it just doesn't really match. Mm -hmm. Or the sound designer was just like, ah, oh, just fuck it. I'll do it I myself. Do it. I'll yeah, do this yeah, one myself. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's, it's funny because I've been watching um, 
and sort of you the mm-hmm. double fine documentary about uh, psychonauts and i started watching the one about broken age mm-hmm. and they in broken age they do it like it's called like scratch uh, audio like dialogue mm-hmm. where yeah basically the developers just record the lines and then yeah. they put them in and yeah maybe mm-hmm. that's kind of it they were like ah oh, well this sounds good enough it's <laughs> fine yeah yeah it's probably fun for the developers as well to hear themselves in the game but yeah 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 and otherwise yeah that's kind of the feedback i had what about is there anything else in your uh no i think that's it as well i mean we're only halfway through the game there's still a lot to explore a lot to see um i'm quite excited to see where the story is going to lead that's going to be my main i think um deciding factor on whether i think the game is good or not at the end mm-hmm. is the story probably yeah me too i like i think in general i'm really because i think this game this you know, with these big open world games, there's a lot of apprehension before they come out to kind of be like, okay, how good are they going to be? Like mm-hmm. how they're massive. There's 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 so much there's so much content in them, and I'm always worried by open world games because I'm like, yeah, how mm-hmm. like glitchy are they going to be when they come out? Yeah. And this game is like it's it's really good. It's a really had, good game. I've had two crashes. Oh really? Yeah. Okay. I've I've had like <laughs> one or two like funny glitches where I've used like spells to throw stuff around mm-hmm. and then it hits a wall and then the item will just spin. Yep. But I've not had it crash yet. I think that's okay. That's maybe like yeah, that, that's physics fine. or yeah, something. Yeah, but but otherwise, yeah, you know, no, when I've you... had like you go into a dungeon and then it just crashes or something. Oh like really? That. Yeah, okay. So. Okay. Yeah, that's yeah. not good. But I have to say though about because you were saying like massive open world. I think the size of this open world is actually just right. Like, mm. it's not as big as, like, a, a Ubisoft Assassin's Creed, where it's just too big. Yeah. And then uh, a lot of the parts feel empty and, mm. and, and like, they reuse a lot of assets. Um, I think they have the size just right. For this well, one. I think, actually, the size is massive. Like, it's, I think it's bigger than Elden Ring's world. No, I think it's I, not. It is. I, no, I read it. What? Yeah. I read that they say it's actually... It's actually if you were to, you know, to do like a square kilometer, mm-hmm. it is bigger. But I think you don't feel it because most of your travel is via the broomstick, right? Mm-hmm. So you feel like, okay, I'm flying over everything. And you can you can see off in the distance there's a village. So you're going from like point A to point B. Yeah. And it, does, and it that doesn't make the world feel small. But um, I think actually the size is it's massive. But you just don't really, you don't really feel it because you, you're traveling by broom or you're traveling... Uh, with with the quick travel, yeah. Like, so yeah, so there's not really as much like like minute to minute gameplay as okay. you travel through. Yeah, but which I think is is good though. Like it's, it's definitely smaller than an Assassin's Creed map though. Like <clears throat> like Odyssey for instance. The Greek oh, yeah, one that's, was yeah, just that's way stupid. Too big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, good. Then let's wrap it up there because we've already been talking over an hour, <laughs> and usually I want these episodes to be like thirty minutes. It's okay, um, no one's listening anyway. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, <laughs> I think you're my only listener. So. <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> um, but yeah, so that was our part one review of Hogwarts Legacy. If you guys have been playing the game or you plan on playing the game, let us know what you thought about first hour review and also what you're thinking about the game. You know, are you a Harry Potter fan? Do you feel like the game has been represented like well as a Harry Potter fan? What do you think? Did you maybe skip the game because of the controversy of, uh, revolving around J.K. Rowling? You can let me know on Twitter at Switch Indie Fix if people still use Twitter. I feel like Twitter is like crashing and burning at the minute. So yeah, <laughs> if you are on Twitter, like tweet me. But if not, you can, um, if you're listening on Spotify, you can actually answer a question in the description. I'll put a question there about the game. I'll leave it as a surprise what the question is. But yeah, you can just go down to description, type your answer there. Then everyone can see it. And yeah, otherwise, Casper, thanks so much for joining. 
Thank you for having me. Yeah, I hope you enjoyed it. It was we're we're actually recording in person. This is the first time I've ever done a podcast in person, which is kind of is I mean it's kind of nice. Yeah, yeah, you can talk to the person face to face. Yeah, it's like usually yeah. online, you kind of have to talk and then stop and wait to the answer, and then yeah. okay, they finish talking. Okay, now I can talk again. So this is a lot more organic. But uh, yeah, hopefully get you back for part two when we're both finished. Looking probably, forward to probably, it. Probably yeah. in like four months. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. Let's see if I even remember anything about the game in four months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> God. Yeah, let's see if I'm finished with it in four months. But yeah, so the usual spiel for the outro. If you enjoyed the episode, make sure you give it a like or a review wherever you're listening. And if you haven't done already, it would be great if you subscribe. Uh, thanks so much for listening, guys. We'll see you in the next episode. The next episode should be about Tunic, hopefully, if I record it today. Um, so look forward to that. But otherwise, thanks so much for listening. Bye-bye. Bye.